Welcome to another episode of In the Life of Sean Powers. He keeps you entertained on the morning show on My1043 in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. But what is he like after the show? Well, here you go. All right, today's podcast is uh, going to be, uh, I don't know if it's, I don't know what, how long it's going to be. I don't know what direction we're going to end up uh, you know, going in this. But uh, today I want to talk about a couple of different things. The first thing is, um, you know, look, we've all been through this. If you've ever had a pet, we happen to put your pet down. Uh, it's it's something that, uh, you know, you, when you get your pet, you don't really think about it at all. You know, you're all, you know, into the, uh, the honeymoon phase with the pet and you go, oh, yeah, yeah, I've got, you know, all these years with them and they're so wonderful and it's good. And I'm training them. And, and then as time goes by, and time flies you know pretty quickly uh there's always going to come that time where you have to either make a decision or you're going to have to uh uh put your life on hold to take care of a pet that's uh, that's uh you know getting ready to transition across the rainbow bridge uh so a good friend of ours her name is jan and i want to dedicate this to barley her dog a golden retriever about 12 years old uh we've known jan uh probably about four or five six years now and she uh she became a really good friend she's more like a you know a member of the family now anyways uh she's not able to be with her dog barley and uh tuesday uh february 28 27th sorry tuesday february 27th uh she uh is uh, got to make the hard decision to have uh barley put down barley's got uh she's got a tumor on her back a uh, big beautiful golden retriever uh she's just old she's worn out um she loves to lay in the sun and she's she's it's it's time for her to to transition now my wife and i have been taking care of it since uh, jan is uh unable to take care of her right now uh jan's taking care of some other things uh, in the meantime and and so while Jan's uh, you know uh, you know doing that stuff uh, right now, we are we are coming in. My wife and I, and my wife has been going to the house a couple times a day. I go over with her sometimes. Uh, we we you know let the dog out. Um, we let her uh, run around the yard. Uh, we take make sure she's uh, fed and you know she's taken care of. So we're taking care of Barley, and we have been for the at least the past couple of weeks now. But we've known Barley for about four or five years, and she's such a sweet girl. She's very uh, very awesome. Uh, she's been over to our house before met our dogs ran around in the backyard we had a little fire going in the backyard uh with some friends over jan would bring her over and uh, we would all just you know just hang out together but today is a difficult day for her family and you know she's got a couple of daughters and a son and they're grown folk and uh, they're coming over later and they're going to take a you know barley to the vet and uh they're going to have their own time with them and then they're gonna you know then they're gonna you know let the let the vet do what the vet's got to do and, uh, you know, and uh, send her over the Rainbow Bridge. And it, for some reason, and I don't know exactly, I don't know if it's just because I'm super compassionate. My wife says I feel things very, very deep uh, on a lot of levels for a lot of people, a lot of things. And I think this is just one of them. Pets, for sure, are at the top of my list. I have a very soft heart for animals. I really do. Um, I would I would rescue every animal if I could. I'd be like a, a male version of Dallas to the rescue uh, is what some people have uh, considered me as. But I just I'm not that committed to being able to take all care of all those pets. So you know, God love Dallas for doing what she does. But. Barley is uh, she's older and uh, she's about twelve years old and it's time for her to cross over. But I I just I feel so sad. I was over there on Saturday this past Saturday 
at the house. They let her out, and she was running around the yard, and it was a beautiful day. The sun was shining, and Barley likes to lay in the grass and just enjoy the sunshine. I was watching her. I was stepping some pictures of her, and I just kept thinking, you know, what, what's going to happen when we have to put our Isaac down, you know, our little uh, Chihuahua Shih Tzu um, Pomeranian mix, or our Chihuahua Mini when we got to put her down, or if we have to put one of our cats down, Jake Louie or, or Carlos, you know, I'm going to feel those emotions again. And again, I've been through this a few times. Uh, the most recent one is when we had Miles in 2016. We had to put him down. He couldn't stand up. He couldn't walk. He was 16 and a half years old. Used to suck on his tail. Just a beautiful black and white cat. My brother used to call him the uh, Mootown Snacker because he looked like a cow. So um, my And I remember the night before we put Miles down, um, we... He slept next to my, you know, my son Colin snuggled with him the whole entire night before. And I just, I'll never forget that. And Colin loved him so much. And, you know, we, uh, we went, all went to the vet that afternoon and we all got to say goodbye. And, you know, we had him, you know, put down and uh, we cried and, and all that. And it says that was, that was back in 2016. And, you know, I got his paw prints. We had him cremated, um, you know, got paw prints and got some love stuff from him and, um, and some of his ashes or whatever. But before that, it was um, the, the last experience of death of a pet was back in 2002 when I had to put Casey Lynn down. She was my calico kitty. Uh, she was scruffy, though, but so we used to call her my junkyard kitty. But she would lay on top of you. Her little red tongue would stick out. And she was so sweet and so caring and loving. And she always wanted to be with you. And I remember holding her and looking at her in her beautiful green eyes and just going, honey, it's okay. You're going to cross the Rainbow Bridge in a few minutes. And you know. And then we uh, we put her down. And then I uh, took her body and we had her buried on a hill. So she's buried on a hill. She's got a headstone in, a, in Charleston, West Virginia. So I remember that quite well. Well, and I just think about the family uh, and families when they go through losing a pet like this. You know, she's had Barley for 12 years. You know, they're members of the family. They, you know, and they they are they are loved just as much, if not more, than some members of the family. And I'll talk about that coming up here in just a second because I got to get some stuff off my chest too. But putting her down though, it's just it's so heart wrenching. And why is it so hard uh, to put an animal down when that's not even your animal? You know, why is it, why am I taking it on so hard? Um, and I don't know, this is psychological, you know, uh, you know, dealings and stuff like that. But I, I really have a problem with uh, saying goodbye to Barley. And I don't know what it is. She's just been the sweetest little girl. And, you know, my wife took over uh, on Tuesday. And then yesterday, on Monday, uh, you know, she took her scrambled eggs for breakfast. And is just was just petting her, loving her, spending time with her in the morning. I'd go in the afternoon, go spend some time with her or whatever. And it's just, it's very, but it's still, it's very hard to have to say goodbye to somebody else's pet. And I, you know, and, and then I'm looking at reality of things and I go, okay, look at this. Somebody somewhere every single day is having to put a pet down and have that pet cross over the rainbow bridge every single day in the world. There's, you know, multiple people have to go through this. So this is something, this is a subject that everybody can relate to, but why is it so difficult for, and and again, is it difficult for you to watch somebody else, a good friend, family member, or another pet that you've known that's been in your life for, you know, a couple of minutes or whatever, um, to, to sit there and know that they have to put them down. Does that affect you greatly? Like it does me, or am I just crazy? like that.
you know, where I'm just, I feel so deep for this. And I, my heart really bleeds for Jan and it, fe- it really bleeds for her kids. Now, Jan, unfortunately, cannot be here uh, right now to to be around her doggy. She's going to be able to do a video call with her later. It's what I've, uh, what I've understood before they, uh, they put her down. But um, it's just, it's so difficult. You see a dog or a cat laying there on the table and, you know, they're just, they look at you and they're just so worn out and they just look at you and you can almost read what they're saying. They're just like, just let me go. I got to go. It's time for me to cross over the rainbow bridge. Now, do people believe, and yes, they do, but people, some people believe that the animal does cross a rainbow bridge and is waiting for you in the other side when we pass along, when we die. Some people believe that. Some people believe that your pets are waiting there for you. Loved ones are waiting there for you. They're going to greet you at the golden gate or the, at the, at the gates of heaven. And you know, that's the, you know, you hear this all throughout your life and it's like, yeah, but are they really going to be there? You know, when we pass, when we cross over, are my are my Casey and my Simba's and, you know, my Tigger and, you know, all the uh, birds that I had and all the pets that I've had over the years. Are they all going to be there waiting for me when I cross over? Are they going to be there to, to greet me and uh, spend eternity with me? I don't know. You know, I don't know. Nobody really knows. You know, people go, well, of course, they're going to be there. Well, that's a comfort thing, though. See, people say that to comfort themselves and to comfort people who have uh, lost a pet or losing pets. Uh, my m- very good friend, Jay Gross, he's always putting out somebody uh, who uh, a friend of his who's lost a pet, uh, who's crossed over the Rainbow Bridge. He's always putting tributes out on his page for those people. And Jay, keep doing that, man, because I'm telling you what, you are you are comforting so many people during their during their time of hurt now with that said uh barley she's had a great life there's pictures of her um on my facebook page and it's just she's just so sweet now my wife dressed her up in her birthday uh, she had a birthday dress uh that she got a few years ago that jan bought for her and uh, my wife dressed her up this morning in that and gave her scrambled eggs and uh ended up being able to uh feed her and all that and uh, to spend some time with her before my wife had to shoot off to work and she took some pictures of course so we can send those to jan and the family but it does hurt and it just it, it hurts a lot and it's it's a burden that i take on like she's my own pet and it's like man i put i have to put my own pet down and it it's it just it really really hurts okay that's part 1 of the podcast here part 2 i have to gripe about something and when i mean gripe i mean i need to gripe Okay, I've had issues with a certain family member, a certain member that I like to call close family, and we've just had our ups and downs, and people go, no matter what happens in your relationships with your family, they're still your family, you still have to love them unconditionally, and you do, but you don't have to let their drama become your drama. Somebody in my family likes to start the crap, start drama all the time, and it's not me, believe it or not. Um, I used to stir the pot. Yeah, I'm the older that I get, the more the less the the more I'm just like, eh, I don't even care. You know, I, it's it's not about that. It's about living in peace and harmony. And that's really all I want in my life. You know, I'm, I'm approaching 50 years of age. I've done, you know, my midlife crisis. I've done my assessment on my life. I've done a lot of meditating and I don't want their drama. And a friend of mine here at the station was like, you know, the other day, Jason told me that he goes, then don't take on their drama. He goes, if you don't take on their drama, you can't let it affect you that way. And I'm like, yeah, but it still affects me. And he goes, of course it's going to affect you. He goes, but don't, don't take on their drama. You know, they like to go around. They like to, to, uh, you know, spread uh, rumors and, you know, half truths and stuff. And, you know, what do you do with that? 
And he goes, he goes, you could take that out as your poison, but it's your poison if you take it out. And it's like, yeah, it is my poison if I take it out. So anyways, him and I had a big discussion last week about this and, um, and it, he's right. He's absolutely right. And I got to learn to tell people no on certain things, you know, uh, don't be a yes man to, you know, yeah, yeah, sure. I can do that. I can do that. But see, as a guy, I want to be able to help all the other people. I want to be able to do stuff for other people. So how can I, uh, just let it go. And, and, you know, great advice was given to me. You know, you just got to, you just, you, you got to cut it loose. You know, you can't take on their issues. Now, if they're going to continually do this and you tell them, no, you're not going to partake in it, then unfortunately you got to cut them out of your life. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to block them on Facebook. Maybe you do. I don't know. Or you don't have to never, ever talk to them again. Or if you talk to them, not be cordial. No, you just don't feed into their drama and let them spread and say whatever they want to, to whomever in the family. The only thing is I hear back from another family member all the time hey did you hear what so-and-so said about you and you know this weekend was another prime example where there was an issue that rose and it was brought to my attention from another family member that this person who likes to stir the drama was stirring more drama and i'm like you know they're like well you know what do you you know well what do you got to say about that sean you know i heard about this from so-and-so and i'm like I go, well, consider your source. And I go, you know, it's drama. And I go, it's not mine. And I didn't do this and I didn't do that. And it's not my, it's not my worry. It's not my problem. And I go, guess what? There's another reason why I don't live, you know, next to the family in Toledo. That's why I live at least three, two, two and a half, three hours away. So I don't have to deal with all their negativity and all their drama all the time. I got to, they're like, there's enough problems going on in the world. There's enough issues going on. There's enough uh, problems that, that plague my life and my marriage and my family here in town that I don't need to deal with all that other crap in ohio now it's drama it's unnecessary it's he you know this person likes to spin the wheel and you know spin the pot and or whatever they call that spin the truth you know and make it sound like they're the good person and i'm the bad person and then they don't see their problems they don't see the error of their ways and of course then you know their their immediate family jumps in and defends them and i was like i'm not playing your game anymore and you know i was set free this weekend i was set free because i had a great conversation the other day with uh, jason here at the station and he really uh he really put me in a right frame of mind so dealing with all that stuff dealing with uh you know barley the dog we got to put down or have put down um you know dealing with works you know work stress and it's just regular work stress dealing with life stress and all that comes with that uh dealing with kids who are sick dealing with a wife who's got some issues that she's you know working through herself and, and nothing bad or nothing horrible but just just being there you know and i was told take care of your immediate family and tell the rest to screw off and so they, I think that's what I've got to do. So that's what's going on in my life right now this week in the life of Sean Powers podcast. Thanks for listening to me gripe. This is my great way of venting. If you ever have anything that you'd like to talk about or you'd like me to bring up on the show here, uh, just let me know. Sean, S-H-A-W-N at W-C-Z-Y dot net. Until next time, you guys have a great one. Have a great week. And we'll talk to you very soon. Thank you for listening to In the Life of Sean Powers weekly podcast. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media, our sponsors, our affiliates, or My1043 and Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.